You're listening to Khan Podcasts. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Saturday, October 28th, 2023. This is Arieh O'Sullivan with the top news at this hour. After punching into the Gaza Strip overnight, the IDF is stepping up its ground, air, and sea offensive against Hamas. IDF spokesman Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari today announced that the IDF has eliminated more senior Hamas commanders, including the head of the Hamas Air Force, commander of their naval forces, and other top field commanders. He said the elimination of these figures will allow the ground forces to confront a weakened enemy. He confirmed that Israeli forces continued to operate in the Gaza Strip. Armored infantry and engineering forces crossed the fence and are estimated to have killed scores of terrorists in the clashes. There are no casualties to our forces, he said. Furthermore, the Air Force attacked more than 150 targets in Gaza overnight, including Hamas tunnels. Reports from Gaza say the airstrikes were the most intensive since the war began three weeks ago. But this afternoon, rockets continued to be launched out of the Hamas-held Gaza Strip toward Israel. Sirens sounded in Ashkelon and the Gaza periphery communities. There were no reports of any hits or injuries. Israel also struck at communication links in Gaza, creating a near blackout of information coming out of the Gaza Strip. The Palestinian telecom provider Paltel said that the Israeli airstrikes cut off all cellular, internet and landline communications. Some satellite phones continue to work. The IDF has informed foreign media that it cannot guarantee the safety of the journalists reporting from the Gaza Strip. This was reported by the Reuters news agency. According to the International Organization for the Protection of Journalists, at least 29 journalists have been killed since the war began three weeks ago in Gaza. 24 of the journalists are Palestinian, and the rest are either Israeli or Lebanese. Israel intends to significantly increase the number of supply trucks that will enter the Gaza Strip in the area south of Gaza River. This as part of efforts to convince the residents there to move south. At this stage, there is no intention of bringing any fuel to the Gaza Strip. In the north, the IDF intercepted a ground-to-air missile that was fired from Lebanese territory toward an Israeli Air Force drone. No sirens were sounded, and the IDF attacked the battery from which the missile was launched. Earlier, an IDF fighter jet attacked Hezbollah military infrastructure in Lebanon in response to yesterday's rocket fire that was aimed at Israel but landed in Syrian territory. The army says that the preparations in the north continue and are at their peak. Egyptian President Fabdel Fattah al-Sisi says that his country strives to play a positive role in alleviating the crisis in Gaza through the release of the kidnapped and hostages. He said that efforts were being made and when it is completed, only then could it be discussed. He also urged all to respect Egypt's sovereignty. This follows incidents on Friday where drones fell on two Egyptian resort Red Sea towns. LCC also welcomed the U.N. General Assembly's attempt to call for a ceasefire and warned that those who act out of anger and the urge to retaliate may regret it when things get out of hand, and he did not want the conflict to expand regionally. The Qatar News Agency reports that the president of Iran, Ibrahim Raisi, called on the ruler of Qatar, Sheikh Tamini bin Hamad al-Tani. According to the report, they discussed the Palestinian issue and relations between the two countries and developments related to their common interests. Turkey's Islamic Islamist president, Tayyip Erdogan, joined a major pro-Palestinian rally in his country today and said that Israel must, quote, come out of its state of madness and stop the attacks in Gaza. Earlier, he called Hamas troops terrorist freedom fighters, and he is hosting Hamas leaders in his country. Well, Israel has rejected outright the U.N. General Assembly's call for a humanitarian ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. 
Foreign Minister Eli Cohen says that this was a false call and that we will work to eliminate Hamas just as the world worked against the Nazis and ISIS. The UN General Assembly voted last night by a majority of 120 countries in favor of calling for a ceasefire based on a proposal submitted by the Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan and with the support of other Arab countries. The resolution also included the demand to allow the humanitarian aid into Gaza as well as the immediate and unconditional liberation of all citizens held captive. A senior Hamas official says that it is impossible to talk about prisoner exchange deals when the Palestinian people are exposed to attacks and the IDF is advancing in the Gaza Strip. Well, the families of over 200 Israeli kidnapped and missing say that this past night was the most terrible of all nights against in light of the uh, IDF's major operations in the Gaza Strip, the family's headquarters demanded that the prime minister and other members of the war cabinet meet this morning with their representatives and explain whether the ground offensive endangers the peace of the abductees. Earlier, representatives of the family of the abductees in Gaza, who are currently in Washington, D.C., held a Shabbat reception with U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris. She told them that they were not alone and that the administration was doing everything in its power to secure the release of all hostages. Turning to the weather and the local rain showers can be expected today, accompanied by isolated thunder showers, mainly in the hills in the eastern part of the country. Flood warnings are in effect for the Judean Desert and the Aravah. Tomorrow, the same. That's all for Khan Rekha, Israel Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for a one-hour news program.